I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Try tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Okay, Sarah, you are in so much trouble. So much trouble. What are you talking about? What did I do? I cannot believe you omitted a very large detail about your life last week when we talked and you let me ramble on about all this other stuff. Why? I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, you better have brought an animal story to start with because I may never forgive you. Uh, you are going to forgive me. Okay. And I have an animal story. Okay. It's, It's not really much of an animal story. But okay, so Sarah is alluding to the fact, I'm guessing, you're alluding to the fact that I went to Arizona and raced an Ironman and didn't tell her. You went, you snuck off to Arizona (laughs) in the depths of the night without telling me or any of our listeners that you were going to Ironman. And then, I mean, yes, okay, people could have checked start lists and stuff, but like, you know you know I don't do that. You know, no, exactly. I it's don't like, even do it. I'm in the race. <laughs> it was like I, I exactly. I think I saw your name on a list like on Friday or Saturday. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. The outrage. We didn't even get your pre-race anything. So we have to talk all about that. Okay, we can talk about it. Um, but can I can I get to my animal story first? Yes, you may. <laughs> okay, so when. When I was flying back uh, from Arizona, so this is the important part of my trip, it's total chaos out there. So in the U.S., it's American Thanksgiving, which means insane travel. So insane that I'm walking down the corridor in Phoenix Airport and I see some dog take a crap on the carpet and the owner gives it a treat and just walks off with her little like yappy dog. Did she notice? Yes. She just she knew the- that there was a poop on the ground. She saw her dog poop on the carpet and just walked off with her little yappy dog. And this is the state of travel in the US. It's <laughs> like that's at, that's everything it summarized that. Yeah. yeah in one story. Thanksgiving travel's the worst. <laughs> Don't do wow. it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll be staying home as it turns <laughs> out. <laughs> Sarah, okay. I'm glad you brought an animal story. Okay. No, but seriously, um, so, so happy for you. Let's take a little break and we're going to come back and talk all about your race. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah, and Feisty Media. 
that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy, and I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years, and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. That's Iron Women, the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts, IRONWOMEN1515 at orca.com. As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why AminoCo's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The AminoCo's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that AminoCo's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher, Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 2.30 whoa, <laughs> and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram for gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, Use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding. Okay, so Sarah, officially congratulations oh, for me and all the feisties. We were so excited. Did you see our little us messaging each other in the Slack channel? <laughs> so cute. Catherine eating cookies. Yes, Catherine <laughs> had her own Iron Man happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I felt the love. I definitely felt mm. the love. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I am, despite my, I got over, I got over myself <laughs> during the break. <laughs> and your lack of mentioning. Now, can you, okay, I don't even know where to start now because we didn't get to talk about your prep. I didn't like, I didn't hear anything about, I, I didn't know if you were doing off-season training or you were training for something or like what was going on. And then suddenly you just show up at Ironman Arizona and win, just boom. <laughs> okay, okay. So in my defense, <laughs> I don't know if this is a defense. But I didn't even tell Ben until two weeks ago. You didn't? No. And I was. You actually have been doing secret (laughs) training. Like, this isn't just me. Oh, that that actually made me feel so much better. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I've been waiting for like 4.50 to get in secret training. And 
I'm like, hey, Ben, I signed up for an Ironman and it's in a couple of weeks. And he's like, yeah, your secret training hasn't been that secret. When you go out for a four hour bike on a time trial bike, like, <laughs> like kind of, I kind of got the feeling you were getting ready for a race. <laughs> Okay. So wait, okay. I, this is, there's so much to unpack here. Okay. <laughs> so, so what is it about like even Ben being in the know that would make it was, is it this, is there some pressure that's like, if nobody knows and you decide not to do it, then it's just like, whatever. Okay. Two, two things come to mind. Okay. Uh, and maybe this is just me you know, coming up with some convoluted rationale here. Uh, so both Ben and I got ready for races this year and weren't able to do them because we got sick. Right. Because kid germs are absolutely toxic. So a part of me is like, okay, you know, what's the likelihood that I want to do Arizona and I end up getting nasty kid germs and can't race. So I don't want to set myself up for disappointment that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the bigger reason is that I just felt like it was a super personal thing. Like I just wanted to do it for me. Um, I like this. This is a good reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, if I could go out and just do an Ironman and totally fly under the radar, because the only reason I'm doing it is for, well, not the only reason, but like a huge part of it was just for the personal gratification Mm -hmm. and not as a professional, not as you know, to prove anything, not for anything else, except for just knowing that I have put in the hard work without asking for help from people. And that's just me being weird. Um, and being able to figure out somehow how to get ready for an Ironman while in school and with Hawk and everything. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. felt Cause I feel like we just blast so much online. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. that I just kind of wanted to like, yeah, yeah it's for me. I think that's super relatable. And I, I, I'm like, I'm relating to that. I get that. Yeah. Um, just to have like quiet dreams of your yeah. own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after, after Kona, which was just such a public thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to, to race an Ironman for me. Yeah. So on Saturday, you did not fly under the radar. <laughs> you flew very much on the radar <laughs> when you absolutely smashed it. Um, okay. Tell me about, so I just like know nothing about your training. Like how did you, how many hours were you doing per week and how did you fit it? How did you fit it all in? Uh, I go to bed at 8.30 and wake up really early. Mm-hmm. Um, Which and is like four. Is that really early? Like. 450. 50. Okay. Reasonable. <laughs> that extra 50 minutes. Yeah. minutes. It's like almost 5 a.m. at that Ex- point. It's exactly. Like that, that point is like basically asleep in. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like, you know, I'll do swim sessions in between classes. Um, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday are my class days. Yeah. So I it's not as many hours as I was obviously doing as a full-time non-student pro. Um but I got up to like 25 hours and oh, that's solid. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we focused on lower volume, just higher intensity. So I think my longest run was maybe 26 K going in, but I knew I was pretty run fit based on the workouts I was doing. 
I just didn't know if I had the endurance. Um, yeah. But then again, you have to trust like that. I've have years of base years. And, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. find as, as the years go on, like as your career goes on that you can get away with that a little bit more or that you're less dependent on volume and that it's just like, it's more about just getting the intensity in and making sure the fitness is there. Well, I think I'm just time strapped. So because I'm time strapped, like if, if I have to choose one or the other, I'm going to get more bang for the buck, uh, doing intensity than doing slow distance. Cause I just don't have that time. Yeah. So doing, you know, a three hours where it's a lot of, uh, work on the bike. Like I'm going to gain more fitness than if I go for a five hour easy bike. Um, so yeah, in ideal worlds, I would have had some long runs. I, I felt it the second half of the run. Um, like I, I didn't drop off pace massively, but I just, I know having felt it in the past when I've had some long runs, um, the difference, uh, what it feels like. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, you know, there's, because it's a big, it's kind of a debate mm-hmm. in like about whether it's better to train, like whether it's better to do longer training or better to do like less volume, but more intensity. And I really feel like, like in Ironman training, it's kind of a debated piece. And I always feel like it's a, it depends on the athlete, depends on the stage of their career. Like it depends on yeah. so many things. You it know? depends and, on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You just have so much training under your belt over all the years. Well, I, it's just, what's the training that you can actually do? <laughs> And we realized that, you know, the training that I could actually fit into my schedule, I could, I couldn't fit long rides and runs in my schedule as easily as I can fit short, more intense things. Yeah. You know, it's easier. It's, I find it easier to do more sessions that are like more frequency and get fitness that way than fewer sessions that are big. Yeah. Did you, did you go on your own to Arizona? Yeah. 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 And Hawk stayed home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I asked Ben. So when I told him a couple of weeks ago, like, so I would love for you guys to come, but it's totally up to you. And he's like, "Mm, six hours on a plane and on a bus before that with a toddler and then all day race day. No, thank you. I will stay home. Um, Mm -hmm there's something a little sad about, you know, winning a race and then feel like, okay, back to my Airbnb. I'll take a shower and I'll go to like in and out and get some fries. And, but you won. So it couldn't have been that sad. I mean, always more fun to like to share a win with someone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to share some fries with somebody. For sure. <laughs> some fries. <laughs> an Ironman win and some fries at In-N-Out yeah. Burger. Yeah. Catherine would be very proud of you at the In-N-Out Burger. It's her favorite. She's Thank always you. harassing me to go to In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, it was it was near my Airbnb. So, um, okay, so I almost did make it to the start line because the day before the race, you know what? how there are those scooters everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Tempe, there's like those the, like the pay scooter things. Yeah, the electric yeah. scooters. Uh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab a coffee and then go to the Iron Kids race. So I'm feeling cool, rolling out with my coffee in one hand on the scooter, go to put my sunglasses on, wipe out so hard on the scooter. (laughs) Oh, no. 
I'm on the ground, coffee everywhere. <laughs> oh, like, I still have whiplash in my neck. Um, <laughs> and it's one of these, like a car stops and I'm like, they can't see me. They can't see. <laughs> if I just lay still, they're just going to go away. Lay still. <laughs> it's like a, <laughs> it's like a bug. Like when your dog sniffs a bug on the ground and it realizes that it, and it realizes you're there, the dog's there, whatever. And then it like just stops. <laughs> it just like stops moving. You won't yeah, see I was me. that bug on the ground. <laughs> I'm like, that would be the dumbest way to like I get to Arizona. I don't have a cold or anything, you know, ready to race tomorrow. But then I hurt myself on electric scooter because I was trying to multitask. Yeah. So did you, do you have any road rash or anything? No, just a, a very strange neck. Oh gosh. And the person who stopped, did they, um, did they like ask you how you were doing? Like, no, I think no. they just wanted to the playing, the playing dead works. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't, yeah, totally they just didn't see them. you and they rolled past. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got a message in our Instagram. I want to read it to you. Okay. Cause it's like, okay. it's also related to like, I think she's the one who mentions it. Um, like going back on your own. Someone mentioned it somewhere. Honestly, we've had a few different messages, but um, so she says, so I have to say that Sarah True is a total class act. At Ironman Arizona on Sunday, I was running my first lap up the hill on Curry. You know where that is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that is, yeah. Along comes someone riding a tri-bike with an arrow helmet, wearing sweats and a backpack, holding a bouquet of flowers and is cheering everyone on. Lo and behold, it was Sarah True, the Ironman Arizona champ. That last detail was unknown to me at the time, but the flowers did make me think something great might have happened to her. It's <laughs> oh. good. First, it was a total honor to get any form of cheer from her because big fan. Second, I was totally impressed. She was riding her bike back to her accommodation after winning. I wanted to just leave my bike in transition and never ride it again. Lastly, congrats, Sarah. I have so much admiration for you. And then she has heart emoji. Oh, emoji Thank you. This message is actually how I knew that this is from Katie, that, that you were on your own at the race, because I've been in that situation where you're like, you do well, you've got the flowers and whatever else. <laughs> then you're like, I just got to get back to the hotel. So I guess I'll ride this bike. <laughs> is that what, take a shower. <laughs> yeah. Is that what was happening? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, time to go home. Mm-hmm. You know. But it, it was fun because my Airbnb was like right where she was talking about on Curry, part of the bike, the run course. Yeah. So I did feel a little guilty after, not on uh, after that, but after going out mm-hmm. and getting a burger and fries and a shake uh, in and out and then coming back cheering for people while I'm on my electric scooter, mm-hmm. um, I did feel like, should I have gotten extra fries or something? probably (laughs) (laughs) okay so you go to races by yourself often no but it's just a lot more expensive to have multiple people and it's more hassle so right yeah interesting I just like because when I think back like I went to I went to a lot of races on my own I guess I do yeah yeah Yeah. and it's interesting the only suits a certain type of athlete first Mm. of all and I'm like I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of torn about it looking back on it because I'm kind of like, oh, a lot of times I wish maybe someone else had been there with me, right? But then on the flip side, I'm like, 
I'm kind of proud of myself because like, look at all that shit that I did by myself. Like, and an Iron Man's not easy. Like you finish that. And like, the only thing you want is for someone to take care of you. <laughs> right. And if there's no one there, you're just like, oh, well, just yeah. like get myself. Or sometimes like your back is spasming or like you're in the bed tent or something. And then you still got to get yourself fed and showered and home. And, and if you win, you got to go back to the finish line to cheer everybody in at midnight. Did you do that? Uh, I was asleep. I was asleep. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I definitely, I intended to. And Mm. then I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I want to sleep. And I have to fly home tomorrow morning. Oh, you flew at home first thing in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I I had to get back for class. For class. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. But I would say the number one thing that I wish I could bring somebody just to pack my bike after the oh, race. Yes. That's the number one thing. Like everything else aside, mm-hmm. you know, that would be, yeah. A bike pack, especially that, with. Not that Ben ever pi- okay. packed my bike. <laughs> I think it's happened once in my life. Um, <laughs> it's worthless. Just stay home. It's easier. <laughs> oh, I've got some stories. If you want some bad part- <laughs> some partner stories. So. <laughs> My ex one time when we were um, first dating. So maybe this should have been a sign, but we like, I went to Oceanside and like, I was just, we were fairly new as a couple and I, my bike didn't come and my bike ended up arriving like at midnight or one o'clock in the morning, like the day before the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that race, I don't know if you remember, like starts at like freaking early like it starts like 5 30 or 6 in the morning like it's stupid early actually I think that was the same year that a, a, a um, reporter accidentally interviewed me instead of you <laughs> yes. I thought it was really weird because I'm like okay what was it? it was before I had it any decent <laughs> results so I was like this is weird maybe he's like local to nearby hometown or something like I thought it was weird they're like oh he wants Sarah Groff right <laughs> that makes a lot of sense um but anyway and then so well we're gonna know who this is anyway my ex-husband not then my husband yet um goes he's like well I'm gonna wait until your bike comes can we knew it was kind of gonna arrive around midnight so he went out and got drunk <laughs> with a friend of his he went out to the bar got drunk with cliff english who i will blame and then and then came like and then came back into the room the sample of my bike like at i did not sleep at like one o'clock in the morning he's clanging around like a buffoon putting my bike together at least he put my bike together but i didn't trust it so i get up it's like the middle of the freaking day i get up i'm tightening all whatever the things the, <laughs> the bolts and then i remember riding around like the parking lot of our hotel at like 3 a.m testing <gasps> the bike yeah and then i don't think i slept yeah oh my gosh that was a bad so you know you better to have someone who's <laughs> isn't wow yeah i i think there's something we said about going to a race alone just we're both pretty independent people mm-hmm. just get get shit done um yeah. but i feel like it also opens me up to engaging with people more Mm. because you're not in your little bubble of you and your team yeah um so example of this at this most recent race I went to the pool to swim Mm -hmm. and was going to take a lift home 
and was just chatting to some people in some ladies in the locker room. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we'll give you a ride home. And they were doing cool. the race. Mm-hmm. Three three women from Calgary, uh, triathletes from Calgary. And I'm like, ah, you know, what could possibly go wrong? Three nice Canadian ladies. Sure, I'll get a ride home with you. <laughs> but if I had somebody else there with me, I probably wouldn't, I would have been rushing out of the locker room, you know, getting in like the rental car. There's, I wouldn't have had this amazing experience with, you know, getting a ride home from three Canadians who are very nice. And we had a lovely chat Mm -hmm. because I would have been my own little bubble. Yeah. 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 I think, I don't know. I just, and I enjoyed seeing people on the course um, over, yeah, because like I saw Cliff English, for example, out <laughs> racing after I just threw him under the bus. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I, you know, that's that's because I was kind of starved for like seeing human beings I knew for the past couple of days. I was just so pumped to see any face that I recognized while I was out racing. Be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've had some really fun trips too with like bonding with with other pros who are on their own. Yeah, and then yeah. you just like get a little group and you just like hang out and laugh and do fun stuff. Um, so no, that's okay. So I have a, I have lots of other questions, but did you see the email from the mom that you inspired? Yes, that was so awesome. Yeah, what a nice email, and I forget her name now, but um, yeah, that was amazing. And and the photos. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, adorable. Mm-hmm. I like that they said Iron Woman or Iron Women. Go Iron Women. That was awesome. Um, okay, and we haven't heard about the race at all yet. So it would and we promised people on our Instagram that you were gonna give us like a race. We're gonna hear all about your race, the actual race. So tell us about the actual race. Wait, wait, what wait, was wait, your wait, competition? Wait. Like I didn't I watched like I watched you overtake Sky. <laughs> then I tuned in a bit later, watched a bit more running where you were already at the front. So I didn't see any like action really. Can we rewind to the part where you promised that I would tell about my race? I mean, I feel like I'm being used right now <laughs> against my consent that I have to tell a race recap. <laughs> Did so- I not just talk about how this was supposed to be this like personal little experience oh. for me and now I have to blast it well do you not want to do the race recap no I can I'm just giving you a hard time okay Let's, so what happened was this is this is our if we're writing family and I will tell my little family they're the inner circle so I, I will also tell you it was really nice because we grabbed the video of you finishing and Ellen put a little music on it we put it on as an Instagram reel on feisty triathlon and then she was like she posted it and then she said, oh, Sarah, oh no, I wrote that Sarah was going to give her race recap on Friday, on if we're writing it. Then she's like, is that okay? Do you think that's okay? I'm like, yeah, I think that's okay. So I'm the one who gave the green light on that. So you could, you're, you can just totally blame me for this race recap that you now are have to give under duress. Okay. Race recap. Uh, wait, have you done Arizona? No. Yeah. Several times. Okay. Uh, Super cold swim. Yes. Surprisingly cold swim. Like the, the desert can be brutal because it can go either super cold or super hot, you know? Yeah. But so we're, we're from cold places. So I'm like, oh, it's not going to be that bad. But 
about halfway through, I'm like, I'm over this. This is, this is not pleasant. Yeah. This is quite cold. I remember one year Tara Norton got hypothermia on the swim. (laughs) Yeah. I think some of the, the amateur racers got hypothermia on the swim, but I got out. I couldn't, I couldn't get my helmet buckled. I had like arm warmers and gloves that volunteers in the tent had to shove on me because I, my hands weren't working. Get out on the bike. Can't get my feet in my shoes because my hands aren't working. My feet aren't working. I had to unclip, uh, like, well, get off my bike, take my shoes off and jam my feet in. Just kind of like stomp my feet in because I couldn't get them in. Not a fast transition by any stretch of the imagination. But finally, I warmed up. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely recommend if you do that race, uh, be prepared for a cold swim and yeah. then be prepared to be frozen the first <laughs> part of the bike. Finally, do not up. think the desert is warm. It's yeah, no, no, no. In November. No, definitely it's cold water. Uh, let's see. Sky went by me on the bike. Um, just as it was warming up. So it was good timing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh going into- like- so you were out of the water first. Second. Uh, Second. Who was in yeah. front of Oh, there was a huge gap to Lauren Brandon. Oh, which, Lauren Brandon. Of yeah. Course. Which I was mm-hmm. expecting. And it was mm-hmm. kind of a, it's the race largely played out the way I expected, hoped. I don't know. I don't mm. know. I kind of pictured. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's less of a loaded term. Right. So you did, you did look at the start list and you didn't, you did have thoughts about how it was going to play. Out. I went to the race briefing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair. Yeah. And you saw the people that you knew there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I'd also heard from somebody else that both Lauren and Sky were there. And that's, okay. that's pretty much, yeah. That was all your information. Okay. That was I didn't know. Uh, and then obviously I went to the race briefing and saw other people there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she goes by, I know she's a really strong cyclist kind of like, all right, this is my race because, uh, I can't give her too big of a gap on the run. Like I'm feeling decent in my run, but she's, yeah, she's a strong athlete. She's a good athlete. Mm-hmm. So I'll just hang with her. Okay. Three lap course on the bike. Yeah. It gets gnarly <laughs> with so many people, very narrow roads. Yes. A lot of and turning, turning sketchy road surfaces. Yeah. Oh yeah. The day, two days before the race, uh, I sliced open my sidewall uh, and I have tubeless tires. So it's just like sealing everywhere because there was glass or something on the road. Like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't get another flat. I had to, yeah, whole drama with getting another tire, whatever. Oh, yeah. um, Still, that's a pain when that happens. But just super gnarly roads. Cause on paper, you're like, oh, not a lot of elevation gain. This is going to be like fast bike. It's not nearly as fast as I thought it was going to be. Was it windy? Super windy. Mm-hmm. Was the wind like a headwind on the way up? Cause you know how you kind of yeah. go up up beeline and then down beeline yeah you, like headwind on up or down on the way up right because right because that turns that that turns that very slight incline into like an actual big hill yeah. yeah I was not expecting that I was not expecting that where to the extent where we passed quite a few people who were like on their bars they weren't they weren't in arrow position they were set up 
yeah 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 um mm-hmm. where like it was a pretty good effort going up that mm-hmm. yeah yes but then you turn around and you are lying. Yeah, it's so fast, like scary fast. I did I didn't have big enough gears, so I was kind of spinning out. Um, because I, I have a one by and yeah, in hindsight, I should have had a bigger ring in the front, but it didn't change anything. So get off the bike, and it's actually kind of fun for the first bit because like Sky's a super tenacious uh athlete. And she, she didn't want to just like, let me go because Mm -hmm. she's a racer. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like, but I was confident and I'm like, okay, I know the effort I need to go to be able to, to not negative. Like I didn't, I knew I was going to positive split, but I didn't want it to be, um, a huge difference between the first half of the marathon, second half. So you two, did you come off the bike close to each other? We were together. Yeah. We were together. Okay. So she came by you just as you were warming up on the bike. And then you were, you sort of rode with her most of the way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, <laughs> it was nice. Cause we actually had, we picked up like um, a male pro mm-hmm. on the bike mm-hmm. and he was, especially in kind of like the, the sketchier parts of the laps where you're going by a lot of people. He was like our lead out guy. <laughs> <laughs> So you just like let him lead in that moment. Like, well, no, most most of the the bike he was leading. So, like, but just when you're going through town and you're like on your left, on your left, on your left, like just making sure that people know that you're there. Way better to have somebody as a lead out guy. Yeah, like do that work so that people are aware, so they're not like veering in front of you. So I was pumped that we had like a little lead lead cyclist. <laughs> Yeah, because it does get downright dangerous with so many people going so many different speeds. So you have people because you have three left streets, like you have people overtaking people, overtaking people. <laughs> it's, it's a mess in one lane, right? One lane with really bad road surfaces. So like yeah. <laughs> there are <laughs> random metal grates, you know, where we're going around. Um, yeah, but the run. Okay, so we got off the bike together. Uh, we ran together for a while. I just kind of dialed into my pace. Um, and I don't know. I ran a marathon. <laughs> the <finish> line. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't slow down as much the second lap as Sky did. So I had a nice, nice time buffer. And what, and where did you, what point in the marathon did you overtake her? Uh, so. She was out of transition first. I went by her uh, maybe like 800 meters in. Mm-hmm. And then she caught back up at a certain point, was running with me. And then, oh, nice. Like, I a just, little battle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I, I felt like I had a good pace. Um, yeah. So then, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I know. Drank like, some and, water. I, mean, I don't know. What else I do you want? Like, some water. <laughs> Sarah giving a race recap. I swam, I biked, I ran. Somebody uh, overtook me. I re-overtook her. I drank some water. I, I, I ran I, a marathon. I, it was fine. I, <laughs> that is literally your race a little recap. bit. No porta potty stops. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of sugar involved. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you like A plus plus for the race and like C minus for the race report. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. I have I have questions. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to spice this up a little or like <laughs> bring what? some bring something to your race report. Okay. Do you have like, you know, even okay, apart from days when you're like sick in Kona, like that's a, yeah. in a different category, which is like you can't be performing your best. Yeah, yeah. You have like Sarah good days and Sarah bad days, or do you generally like when you're on, you're on and you just go? Like, do you yeah, first answer that before we go next? I don't. I mean, how can you? I'm going to ignore your question. <laughs> yeah, I kind of deserve that. And no, no, no. I know what you're I know what you're saying, and I'm getting it to it in a roundabout way. Okay. So when my fitness is pretty good, I am more consistent. Mm-hmm. Like the fitter I am, the more does that make sense? It totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're more consistent through the race? No, just one race to another. Okay. Where okay. I have yeah. I've produced races where I'm fit and like I shouldn't have raced as well as I, or I'm not fit and I shouldn't race as well as I do, but they can also be total stinkers. Um, right. I see. I would rate my race based on my fitness like just my execution and everything mm-hmm. i would say it was like an a minus b plus oh really okay so it wasn't like a total i was expecting you to say higher than that like no. in terms of no. because of the would you say less lesser volume training that you were doing but you felt like your fitness was kind of there and yeah. you executed pretty good, but not perfect. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So there were definitely some things I didn't do as well as I should have. Okay. Tell but us like what those maximize. things Maximize. Um, I kind of, no, because then I'm going to seem like non-pro. Um, what, what is, is that even a thing? <laughs> I totally... <laughs> I forgot to eat and drink um, on the bike. Definitely. Like I was surprised how much food I still had in my, my bento box mm-hmm. um, where I thought I was taking food at a regular basis, but I still like was way under um, mm. what I should have been taking. Uh, I lost my salt on the run and I really, I needed it. Mm. Did you um, feel a bit, what did you feel like fuzzy headed or how do you experience that? Uh I felt pretty bloated. Oh yeah. Like the sugar yeah. bloat. Mm-hmm. Um, like just, yeah. Like you're like electrolyte, like slosh tummy a little bit. Like your yeah. electrolyte balance is off and you're not absorbing stuff. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, definitely didn't drink enough water, mm-hmm. uh, on, on the bike because just the aid stations were kind of a pain. Like once you start, well, because especially on- the ones on the that d- 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 like the descent. Oh yeah. I'm not going to grab anything on the descent, but it's just, when you, when you have a three lap bike, yeah, I can grab stuff first lap, but I have stuff then mm-hmm. laps two and three, you're overtaking people. And mm-hmm. those, you know, they're going into the aid stations and like, I just wasn't going and getting stuff the way I should have been. Mm-hmm. I just was kind of rushing. Um, I'm glad it wasn't super hot because mm-hmm. I would have really paid for it. So 
I think my pacing, I don't know. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. My pacing on the run was pretty good, mm-hmm. but in the back of my mind, I had a pace that I wanted to be able to run for all of it. And I think if I had done a better job with hydration and nutrition, I mm. would have been able to do it. I so see. That's it. Interesting. Yeah. So you paid a small price, you think, for the yeah. nutrition mistakes. Yeah, you- yeah. Do you make up for those things? You know, so do, do you think that, did you drink a little extra Coke on the run or anything when you felt like you needed more calories or did you at any point feel like you, on the edge of bonking? No, I didn't. I didn't feel on the edge of bonking. Um, I just, yeah, I didn't let it get to that point. Like it was definitely taking on calories on the run, but when you go in with a bit of a deficit, mm-hmm. you, yeah. You just don't feel as, as sharp. I didn't feel as sharp as and it's harder to absorb yeah. on the run. Yeah. Than the bike. Right? Yeah. Um, and once you have like that bloat belly, you don't want to take much in. Yeah. So I was fighting that. Yeah. yeah. Even saying you have bloat belly is like, wow, you're probably a little bit lucky or maybe your fitness was carrying you a little mm. bit um, yeah. that you were still able to keep that pace, even though it wasn't sounds like wasn't quite exactly what you wanted. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't fall apart. Um, and honestly, like an Ironman so long, if you don't fall apart, that's, that's pretty great. I enjoyed it. I smiled. <laughs> You're still laughing. My I'm still laughing at your race recap. This is like, it's like you did Ironman episode. You went, when did you go like eight forty two? Yeah. Which for all intents and purposes is like, like when I went, I went my fastest ever was eight fifty six. I did it at Ironman Brazil. And when I did that in 2014, there were only like, there was less, I was like the 30 something woman ever to go under nine hours. That's awesome. Right. Which is cool. But now I look at everybody's times. I'm like, holy crap. Like, and then you're just like showing up. Then Sarah's like, well, I kind of didn't eat enough, but it was okay. And (laughs) I had slosh belly. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm not making excuses. I said it was like an A minus. Okay. An A minus is a good race. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, su- I'm super proud of the work that I've been able to do mm-hmm. while balancing stuff. Like I, I, I cried for a reason across the line and it wasn't because of the race. It was because of everything that went into it. Like, so I think that makes it an A plus 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 experience. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. knowing what the last few months have been like. Yeah. Um, but if we're just talking solely about execution, it was an A minus B plus. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah. I just have yeah. to give you a hard time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, Let's just and focus I think... on the A plus 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 part. <laughs> okay. And my crying. Yeah. Ugly tears. Yeah. And I think those, it was like, it was the like the crying ugly tears that I think like we all understood, Yeah, you know, and like the people who follow you and like our circle of the folks that we hear from because of the podcast, like they, they know you, they know what happened in Kona. They know that you've been doing other things besides Ironman training these last few months. And so, um, I think, yeah, I think you had a lot of fans, um, cheering you on. So. Oh, I mean, it it was, I, I honestly, I felt so much love out there and I, you know, that, that is something I put, um, on the IG, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but like there were so many women who were cheering. They're like, yeah, mama, 
Mm. Like, do it, do it for the moms. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something like, I don't know. How do you, okay. How do you feel when you're in the lead of a race? Oh man. Funny. Um, I mean, this is, this is kind of, this is kind of related. I don't know. And so, okay. To answer your question, mm-hmm. how do you feel? It's, it's kind of fun. I don't know. Um, it's a little annoying because now they do like this live coverage and I'm like, just get away from me, camera. No, they're like, <laughs> just follow you around. Yeah. yeah. Like just, I, come on. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want you there, mm-hmm. but they also, so they have it, uh, for the pros, normally they have like a first, second and third bike. So somebody who's riding their bike, it's a volunteer and they're always awesome. And like, they try to make sure that people are get off the course. Um, they're not allowed to, you know, chat with you or they're not supposed to, or cheer you on. Uh, but you still like, you end up building this rapport with somebody over a marathon, just mm-hmm. this person who's riding a bike. This is my favorite part about leading a race is that you have this buddy with you. <laughs> well, honestly, I love yeah. it. I love it. I don't like the camera. The camera drives me insane. Yeah. But the lead cyclist, like that's my jam because it just, it makes you feel so supported. I loved but- it. At- Sorry. I was just gonna say I loved it when I because in Montreal when I was like and she was like a French Canadian woman who was like on the lead bike and she kept she was just shouting to the crowds to get people like you know because if it's a tight course getting people out of the way yeah um, she's like première Canadienne première Canadienne like the whole time <laughs> then that's so awesome she would like whip up the crowds for me as I was like coming through it was awesome that is anyway. super awesome yeah carry uh, on. but my guy <laughs> all the, I'm running. And all of a sudden, I hear this crash behind. <laughs> <laughs> crash just bite. He crashes bite. Into what? How did he, what? He's, he's basically cycling the speed that you're running. And he crashed his bike. Like, how? Oh my God, he had a terrible crash behind me. And I turn around, and my cyclist guy is on the ground. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you okay, buddy? <laughs> hey buddy hey can I help you up I'm like, I'm like okay I guess I just keep running yeah he'll figure it out and a couple minutes later he comes up you know just totally nonchalant like back riding behind me I'm like hey what happened back there He's like oh uh, I kind of hit that branch it was <laughs> in the path and I'm like what it's like yeah it's all right I'm like are you okay so, yeah, totally, totally. I'm a mountain biker, so you know, crashing biker. <laughs> sure, he's a great mountain biker. Because, <laughs> like, at this point, too, it's not like it's confusing out there on the course. Like, there aren't that many people in front of you on the course. <laughs> like, it's like just like, like what, like a couple dozen people at best. Like, it's like in front of you, right? Like, it's, he's just got a clear, open pathway. Yeah. But yeah, it was, there was a branch that was like <laughs> sticking out. Uh, I have, yeah, wow. I'm very, I'm very concerned about his mountain biking skills. Like, right. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. I've never, I've had like the bike person get a puncture before. 
oh no mm-hmm. and hear them like shouting puncture like whatever like changing and they have to like the second place bike and one time I was like in I don't know sometimes they have top three bikes sometimes they have top five bikes yeah before. Like, okay where like one bike gets a puncture and they all have to like move up one <laughs> you have to switch <laughs> or like if you're running in like second or third and you move up a spot and then like you got you got like attached to a cyclist and you like you, you trade yeah and you're like oh yeah and you've been having this like nice inter- like exchange with the, whoever the person is whatever they've been helping you right <laughs> and, then, and then they're like and then you have to like trade and you're like oh I hope the next person's good <laughs> but just doesn't feel the same <laughs> no it's not the same once you make a bond with the cyclist oh. You know, I, I feel bad that I never got his name and followed up, but he's he's doing okay. Well, hopefully he's okay and un, uninjured. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I love that. Okay, that's a good story. Okay, we do have a voicemail from one of our listeners who wanted to congratulate you. So let's hear that. Hey, Sarah and Sarah. It's Jocelyn. I just wanted to call in and say a big congratulations to Sarah True on her Ironman Arizona victory. That was really incredible and amazing to watch. Your kit looked super fierce and on point, and I was definitely cheering my head off from home. Um, I also wanted to say a big thank you to speaking up about your racist uh, professor. As an Asian American woman, uh, I just wanted to say thank you for speaking up. Uh, also, a little curious what the racial slur was, but you don't have to go into that. I wanted to add in an IROC because I actually did the JFK 50 ultra marathon last weekend, and I put together an all Asian American women's team. And it was really awesome, something I had wanted to do for a while. When I raced as a pro triathlete, I was the first Asian American female pro. And back then, people were not as quote unquote woke. So diversity and representation were not really talked about. And it was something I was passionate about, but not always so comfortable saying and speaking up about. So here we are 13 years later when we are talking about it more. And I made us matching shirts that said crazy fit Asians. And the funny part though, was some people would cheer, go crazy fit Asians. And there were a lot of cheers that were just go crazy fit. And me and my friend looked at each other and thought, do they think it's racist to say Asian? It's not like our shirts said crazy fit orientals, which is not cool. So my friend, in fact, the one I ran with the whole way, told a story about how when she gave birth to her son at the hospital, her son would be a half Korean. And the actual doctor, before they got discharged, said, well, we don't know if your son is jaundiced or if it's just because he's oriental, at which point she knew it was time to go home. So just uh, wanted to share that story, appreciate your rant, and uh, really appreciate all that you do. 
Thank you so much. Take care. Oh man, this is an incredible voicemail. Thank you so much for sending it in. And there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, we all, like, Jocelyn, I know Jocelyn has listened to the podcast since the beginning, like since the Kelly days. So I always love hearing from Jocelyn. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that she weighed in, you know, about the, I, I, I honestly, like, I didn't really think about, I mean, I knew that last week when you told the story about the Asian slur, like I knew that like you had done the right thing and thought about it that way, but I didn't really think about it from the point of view of like, Asian folks in your class or Asian folks listening to our podcast. So it's nice to hear from Jocelyn on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a couple of people ask which slur it was Mm -hmm. and I'll just say it's the worst one. No. Um, Yeah. I'll just Mm -hmm. like, you know, which one it is. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. There was no doubt that it was a slur. No doubt. No doubt. Um, And I like, I think, yeah, it's weird in a situation like that where there is a power imbalance between, um, you know, a teacher and a student. Yeah. But if we're not willing to, you know, call somebody out for inappropriate language in that sort of setting, then Like how can we do it interpersonally with, Mm -hmm. with people in our lives? Yeah. Yeah. So, Oh, I thank you for the voicemail. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and just, I just want to bounce back to the race just for one second. Um, ask you one more question. Unless, unless you have, if you have other things to say, of course, obviously tell us whatever you want, but after you cross the finish line, what did you do? Um, I had to stand there for a while. <laughs> There's like people talking talk to, to people, you, take, yeah. coming up for interviews. Then you sit, did you sit in the row of three where they do the little, like where the press come up to you? No, they do uh, that like it's just one by one, you know, okay. you they just come up to you. It. Oh, that's better. Yeah. That's a better way to do it. I ate some pretzels. Mm-hmm. They tasted really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drank some water. I don't know. <laughs> wow your answers are just amazing I just <laughs> drank a sip of non-alcoholic beer because we didn't have champagne oh athletic brewing yeah we had athletic brewing sponsored um outspoken summit we had a non-alcoholic happy hour it was pretty good hey uh yeah no it was for it was non-alcoholic quite, beer quite refreshing and I love it when the other athletes don't want to spray each other because oh. there's nothing worse than being all sticky and smelly. You spray each other? No, I was oh. pumped. Sarah, oh my gosh. I, oh, hate, I, I, I hate smelling like bad champagne. I, I like literally, I, I've never wanted to make an Iron Man comeback more <laughs> than, than right at this moment to try to get on a podium beside you. And realistically, I'd be somewhere to, just so that I can spray you. I love the spray. Getting the champagne and shaking it up, and then like just like mm. dousing, like drinking a little and dousing your competitors. No, because so it stings and you smell <laughs> bad. Like all the chafing spots just sting. I feel like this whole debrief has been so disappointing for you, where I have just gone down like five points in your estimation. <laughs> <laughs> you used well, to respect I- me until now. <laughs> yeah, right. I came in 
I came in positive. Hoping to hear from the great Sarah True, <laughs> Iron Man champion. But or, one bit or, by bit, or, just or. like. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I will reassure you that I still like you despite your feelings about the champagne post race champagne shower. A million other things in this podcast. <laughs> Okay, let's take a little break and then we're going to come back since it's American Thanksgiving and do a little what we're grateful for. The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your inside tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y. All right, Sarah. It's American Thanksgiving. It's American Thanksgiving. So you have to go first. So I have to go first. I am thankful I have a co-host who's so forgiving of me (laughs) and all my personal failures. Failures. How did this podcast become about that? (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) I feel I may have overstated my disappointment it's not true um okay I I'm okay I'm gonna say like yeah I I'm super grateful I'm, I don't know am I allowed to say I'm just like super grateful for you and you're like yeah I think it's your um it's your humility with how you handle all, all of this um I think it's like it's super relatable like that story like that's why I wanted to read that story from Instagram because it's like you just like cycling back to the hotel with the flowers like we can all relate to that you know um might probably minus the flowers for most of us but um just like um yeah I think you've been extremely brave going there on your own and taking on a PhD and being a new mom and it's inspiring so Sarah oh, thanks that's that's one way to backpedal from the disappointment (laughs) of this this podcast (laughs) well i had to do something i mean (laughs) okay we're good again okay okay we we made it (laughs) oh man well thank you thank you for the debrief and thanks everybody who for the cheers and all the love um you know I've met some, if we're riding 
listeners out there in Arizona and it makes me so happy to be part of this community I think Mm -hmm. you know one of one of the reasons why I keep doing this why I love the sport as much as I do is because of the people so thank you um have a wonderful Thanksgiving to all of my American friends and to the rest of you you're missing out on like 2,000 calories of carbs I'm sorry not sorry None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We're reaching the top We're reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top